This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for up to 50% off two pairs or more of polarized sunglasses. All right, DJs, welcome back to the Masters Recap and RBC Heritage Preview. with your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, the week is over. I feel like it paid off. Loved every minute of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a little sad that it's over. I, I watched the end of the uh, uh, the Green Jacket ceremony, and then it just uh, cut to the broadcast has ended, and he had the uh, Masters theme, and a little sad. I mean, like, it, it was kind of tough to watch with all the start and stops. It was a weird timing this weekend, but, I mean, you know, the finish was a little anticlimactic, other than uh, your heart uh, stopping when he uh, hit one range of the trees oh there. Bro, I didn't know yeah. what to do. I was like... And I thought, I thought, so because I'm watching on YouTube TV, I'm like, holy fuck, did my thing fuck up? Why is he teeing off again? And I was like, oh my god, it's a provisional. Oh my god, it's a provisional. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were going down that 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 road there. But no, listen, John Rom, winner, stud. Uh, like we called on the show, we said uh, seventh Masters appearance and uh, survived the elimination game, and neither of us bet him pre-tournament. Well, I didn't. I, I, you I did. Him I did. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, there I, you go. Yeah, but, but he wasn't on the, the official cast to you. He was no, because he wasn't on the official card. Because I, oh. I found out on Wednesday night or whatever night we did it. Uh, no, Tuesday night uh, with uh, Ryan and Sean. And when Ryan told me that fucking Rory had the sh- the, the shrink come in, I was like, "Oh fuck this shit! I'm not putting money on him." And so I went that wrong. Yeah, I, I went against the curse, and it fucking worked out. Thank yeah, God, but- because Cor- Corey Connors, I went so heavy on that matchup. I was so confident. I was. Uh, I, I, I I had that thing cashed in my head. Uh, like the moment I bet it, fucking Corey Connors versus Hatton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then Hatton showed his true colors today. I think he shot like exactly or something. So exactly. Yeah. Listen, I mean, like it, it's, I mean, I don't think anytime a nine to one guy wins, it should be a big surprise. And this wasn't a big surprise. Rom, I mean, Ryan Baroff called on the show. He said he thought Rom was going to win a green jacket at some point, And, Yep. Based on his game, he you need to have every single little piece of your game just kind of, you know, uh, elite. And that's what Rama is. Great iron player, long off the tee. That fade oh, just so just works. It's, it's so automatic. That kind of speaks to, we talked about before the tournament, that you don't need to be a guy that hits the ball right to left off the tee anymore. Right. Uh, Patrick Cantlay was right on that. Uh, he was wrong Patrick on some other Cantlay. stuff. Fuck we'll Patrick talk about Cantlay. that a little later. But... Yeah, listen, Rom Green Jacket makes a lot of sense. Uh, two majors for him. I uh, wish that uh, I wasn't so superstitious. I will no longer be superstitious. Uh, congratulations not, to, not only to Rom, but this other guy. Finally off to Schneid. Well-deserved. <laughs> exactly. uh, kudos to you, sir. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so I guess other than, like, like, like I told you off air, like, this is the first time I've been, I was smiling and and watching uh, a golfer like a hoist a trophy or get a jacket and like smiling, not just for money reasons. Like it made me happy that Rob won because I'm a Rob guy. Um, and he's just been on an absolute tear and it was all about Rory this week uh, or Scotty defending. And uh, yeah, that made me happy. It did because you are no longer really a Scotty guy because of everything you saw on the Netflix show. And you are definitely not a Rory guy after what you heard on Tuesday night. And then what happened nope. and you are dancing on his grave. It kind of played yes. out exactly how we talked about it, though, it in that, you know, it is now kind of win-win for you because <laughs> he flopped in spectacular fashion. Yep. And he yeah. ended up betting Rom anyway, so it yep. all worked out for you. 
Yep. So now, like, we'll get to him, you know, a little later. We'll talk about some other guys who do pretty well first before we get to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. do what we, we most love is talk negatively about guys. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and there was plenty to uh, talk about that. But no, listen, congratulations to Rom. Um, I think he, when I did my major preview, I think he was my pick to win Oak Hill. So there's a lot okay. of, we'll talk I'll, about that. In, I'll double down for that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in about a month. Actually, I'm going to have, because uh, we're not going to be doing the Zurich. Uh, this uh, year, but I'm going to be doing a uh, PGA Championship uh, uh, odds preview. Some guys to bet. Uh, he yep. definitely will be in that uh, column. I, there is uh, a lot of reasons to think at Oak Hill, based on what the changes they did to the golf course. The weather conditions might be similar weather conditions to what we saw this week. Um, mm-hmm. He can go back to back. So, um, how many how many how many majors do you think Ron wins in his career? Over under five. I mean, under just because, really? well, he's all right. Wait, Cause we always play this. I know, but we always play this game. Like, okay. I we know. did play the game with Rory and then he went 10 yeah. years. He's gone. What? Yeah. Uh, 10 years. Nine ten years. Y- nine. Yeah. Nine years, 10 years without a major. Yeah. We did with speed. Everyone in the open. Yeah. yeah uh, we did with Kapka and he got injured. Yeah. So or we did with DJ. Like it just, Stuff happens with majors, yeah. and like there's a lot of really young, talented guys who are going to be coming up. It just seems like, you know, these top tier guys, they're just separating themselves more and more from just the rest of the people. And we're only going to be adding to this stuff because guys are just more athletic. They hit the ball longer now. Um, you know, it just, uh, there's just going to be a lot more competition, and it's not always going to be this good for Rob. Maybe he picks up an injury. Uh, he does have a shorter backswing, even though it is repeatable. Guys with shorter backswings tend not to have as long of a career. Uh, yeah. That's why a guy like Phil Mickelson with a very long uh, swing yeah. uh, can extend his career and post a second-place finish out of nowhere. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, uh, it was, it, dude, it was awesome. And, like, it was, it was good because uh, he was on the feature group coverage today. And I feel like I didn't see, like, almost any of them, like, on Thursday and Friday. I know. Like, it was like any of it. And I was like, oh, sweet. I get to watch Phil and speak. Like, what a fucking fun, what a, what a fun follow until the broadcast comes on. And it didn't disappoint. The boys were fucking pin hunting today. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, how crazy is that? Like, out of nowhere. He hasn't done anything on live. And it goes out, what did he shoot? He shot a 65 today? Unbelievable. I think it was low, it was lower on the day today. Unbelievable. It was, it was it Spieth and him were neck and neck. And then uh, Spieth, I think, bogeyed uh, 18. And, mm-hmm. uh, Phil won, and Phil probably collected maybe uh, five grand from uh, Spieth. Uh, <laughs> oh, their, maybe their little in-round matchup, because uh, we saw a Netflix show, uh, Spieth likes to play $10 Nassau's with uh, JT. <laughs> Phil probably said, hey, you know what? All right, why don't we add a couple zeros? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, first of all, I don't believe that. I, I think they no. only did that for the cameras. I was like, those guys aren't playing for those stakes. Like, I know, guys, I know hacks who play for more uh, more than that on those stakes. Probably not. Forget about it. No, I mean, I, I did hear a, 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 a quip about Phil about how when he came to Augusta, you know, he was kind of relieved. He's like, all right, now I don't have to be perfect here, which is funny because you hear about Augusta, you got to have like, you know, precision, just like, yeah, I got to be on top of your game. But a guy like Phil with so much rounds and knowledge about the place, he knows exactly where to miss. Like, that's why yeah. you see Freddie Couples making a cut. You know, he knows that the longest guy. He knows exactly where to miss, where the yeah. pin is, how to get up and down. Same thing with Phil. Uh, I mean, but Phil was just incredible this week. Um, the driving the irons awesome. are really good. And honestly, you know what? Listen, I, I know you're happy for Rob. Yep. I personally enjoyed seeing Phil in the mix. Yeah, again. me too. I thought it was great. I enjoyed Brooks in the mix. Fuck that's, it. Listen, that's my boy. Yeah, listen, watching him stalk around, like, mm-hmm. it just felt right. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like w- watching Brooke stalk around at a major and like Twitter was, oh, I'm sure you're shocked, like divided by it. And like, I think it was more about like, why, he was a very popular DFS play. I was yeah. like, how the fuck did you guys land on him? You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. But I mean, look, as a golf fan, yeah, dude, watching him stalk around just felt so right. He looked healthy. Like I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I mean, I, I I must have missed that he got back with Claude Harmon, which was a yeah. huge, huge like deal for him. Like they talked about how he couldn't get uh, to his left side. Yeah. Uh, he was working with Claude, and that happened. And I mean, it's I I I got the feelings just like you of watching Brooks just uh, that Friday round in absolute oh. clinic. Like oh. it wasn't all that tough of scoring conditions, but no. Nope. He made it look so easy and effortless that day. Like, yep. just that was just a vintage Brooks. And like, and then what he did today, like, I know it didn't go well for him today, yeah. but uh, what he did on ten with the punch out, um, and then he hit it to about ten oh, feet man. on. Dude, that was third, fucking. And then awesome. drained the putt for par. I yeah. actually thought at that point maybe we could get like the momentum switch there. I thought so too. Yeah, I was, no, I was getting it. flashbacks to because uh, uh, you know Brooks birdied. Uh, 13 there to get within two. Mm-hmm. And I remember back in 2017, Rose got out to a big lead over, over Sergio. And then Sergio made the birdie Rose, Mr. Bunny. And then maybe a flip there. I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe Brooks can do it. But no, Rahm is just too good. He's just, his putter was absolute nails. He was lights out from like five to 10 feet this week. I don't think he missed many putts from that range getting up and down. I mean, there's a reason why in our elimination yep. game, where all these there. criteria of minimum benchmarks to in your show skin categories get there. He made it. And yep. that was, that was uh, too good. So, well, well listen, speaking of too good, uh, shady rays, man, you get to kick off the new year with new gear built to last our friends over at shady rays. I mean, got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair. We've worn durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. They offer the most insane protection in all eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses. Is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll shit send you a new pair, no questions asked. Wear Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back along after your purchase. And with Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair and return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pair of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shady Rays rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right. So what? So other than Phil, like that should, this, that should be a huge story. I was searching to see if like he did any conference. Like I wanted to, I wanted to hear what he said, but I couldn't find anything yet. Uh, but I was also running around before the show. So after the show, I'm going to be looking for that. Uh, Cause I heard, uh, obviously I heard the, the ROM stuff on the radio uh, when I, after I, after I got over and I had to drive somewhere. Um, but like, well, I mean, I, dude, read like Brooks, like the question of like, Hey, can these live guys compete? I mean, I know obviously Reed has, Saw obviously really good course history here, but I feel like I feel like the live guys kind of kind of played well, man. Kind of represented themselves pretty well. 
I mean, for the most part, I mean, you got Mickelson, you got Kepka, Reed, Neiman did all right, but then you got like DJ and yeah, uh, Schwartzel. And yeah, Smith was pretty bad. I actually laid a live top 20 on him uh, after the second round because I saw the weather's going to be so bad. I'm like, all right, yeah. it's up and down game. And yeah. he was pretty miserable. So, but I mean, listen, the, the fact that Liv, they didn't get blown out and right. they had three guys in the top five. That is a lot of publicity that they Hell can yeah. do to kind of say, you know what? We actually are, they can spin this so that this is legitimate competition. Yeah. That now I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but this is just no. me pretending that I am their spokesman. They right. can spin that to say, look, we aren't just a bunch of clowns at this point. Right. We do still take our golf seriously. We can contend at the Masters. And maybe that's enough to maybe buy them a little more time. Uh, especially from the Saudis or maybe looking to pull the plug. Maybe there'll be a little more interest in watching this golf now because of how these guys did. Maybe they'll be able to get a couple more guys uh, who maybe were a little gun shy to go over. And now maybe they see, okay, well, these guys still did well. Yeah. I can go get the payday and still, you know, do that. They'll have the world ranking points figured out probably within the next year to 18 months or so. Yeah. So, I would say it's probably a big win for Liv today. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And all the corny jokes on Twitter, that, like it's just so it was so easy. Like, why are people even making the jokes? Guess you couldn't play past fifty-six holes. Of, all right, so fifty-four holes. So yeah, whatever. I'm going to respond to that. By the way, as someone who has followed Brooks Kapka a lot over his career, what happened today is kind of just what's been happening to him over the last couple of years. Ever since that 2019 PGA, he just kind of gets stale on Sunday where the putter goes cold. Maybe he, you know, hits you know, a couple of loose iron shots. I thought overall today though, I mean, you look at his stats, I thought he drove the ball pretty good. Yeah. Um, his, his putter was the problem. Yeah. The putter was probably and around the green. He wasn't short very game. good too, but yeah, like, I mean, other than he was behind a bush, I think. But yeah. I was going to say like, this, yeah, his around the green game wasn't good, but he put himself in some real bad spots. And like the, the way he, yeah. he did well from where he left them. Yeah. On, on, yeah. On, the on, st- on stats wise, Saturday, round three, round four weren't that good. Reminds me when he was in the mix, I think, of Phoenix uh, in 2021. And then the weekend just didn't go well for him. There's been a lot of, like, a Kiowa, too. He was in the mix. He probably should have won that PGA. He just faltered on Sunday. Even, I I mentioned this, I think, on the Sunday show, because I watched a lot of that live performance, and just no one was able to beat him. But I didn't think he was all that impressive, like, around the green putting that day, too. So. Kind of the same stuff happened with Kapka just that has been happening the last couple of years. I don't think it's a 54-hole thing. No, and I think the fact that 53-year-old Phil Nicholson can last 72 <laughs> holes whatever. Yeah. You know, if you guys want to make yeah. your jokes, go make your jokes. Yeah. Whatever. That's why I'm not on that uh, that platform, so I don't I, really, uh, consume that. I retweeted one of the funniest tweets I, uh, I saw. It was, like, right before the show. He's like, uh, the golf world came in divided, and we come out in agreement. Everyone hates Patrick Cantlay. Can we talk about... How fucking awful. Like, it, it, everybody was shitting on Bennett earlier. And it was funny. I posted our, our conversation um, to Twitter. And I was like, this was fucking Monday. I already wanted him on the clock. Like, <laughs> I wanted him on the clock Monday when tea times came out. Uh, we, everybody knew how slow he was going to play. Can't late today. Is, he, he's such a fucking problem. Like, it is unbelievable. Like, he makes my blood boil. This is why I fucking hated his guts for so long. And his Ryder Cup emotion for me is now gone like he he is such a fucking twerp like that's what he is he's a fucking twerp i do not like him he sucks i tend to try to separate my emotions from uh the player and look it did he remind me of a skinny jb holmes today yeah oh 
perfect. When, perfect. When, when he was stalking around the 16th hole there as Brooks and Rom were waiting, waiting, and waiting. Antley is like T12 at that point, and he's grinding over a 15-foot putt. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it is what it is. I still, I mean, just... I actually, you know, I have mixed emotions about Cantley, I guess, because I, I bet him. I knew he wasn't good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess when I, when I, there's, there's more guys I'm disappointed in that we'll get to than Cantley. Uh, I think not I, the disappointment is the irritation of the slow play. Okay. See, I, that doesn't really get to me all that much. Like, I'm, I'm like, why? I'm just a different cat. Like, it's not something that's just like, <laughs> all right, let's say it it's slow, but a lot of, else. listen, it's slow. A lot of guys are slow. I'm usually checking leaderboards and sweating positional, so I don't really notice he's slow. Yeah. So I was, I was sweating a lot of positional today. I, I had a lot of back doors today, which uh, very much helped oh, me. Uh, me too, buddy. Me card, too. So. I'm in Rose. Uh, yeah, but uh, listen, like, I guess when I'm watching all these guys, just from a results standpoint, and I talked about this before the Masters, that I just want to see you kind of in the mix. And even if it didn't go well on Sunday – that still kind of sticks to me. Like I think about last year with Fitzpatrick, the first time he actually was in the mix going to Sunday, didn't go well for him. Then he had to win the U S open. Can't Smith got in the mix of the masters, won at the open later on. So yeah. I think we got to start kind of putting in our brains, even though the last thing we saw of guys like Cantlay and Hovland were just kind of how they gagged it. Well, let's today. Let's talk about Hovland. Okay. That's two, that's two Sunday majors in a row where he has been in position and done shitty. Okay. Like he, he that's crazy. Like I, I, cause I even said after the open last year, I was like, okay, well that's good. Like, look, he was in the mix. Uh, um, I know he faltered on Sunday, but maybe this is a learning lesson where he's not going to do that again. And he fucking did it again. Cause I was worried about, I was more, if I'm being honest, like I was more worried about my ROM ticket with Hovland than I was Brooks. Like I, like I just was. And then when he doubled six, I think, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can equate. We just look at what he did during his rounds and when it wasn't yeah. windy. First round leader on Thursday, no wind, soft, perfect. Right. Friday, um, I think he was doing okay, but then on Saturday morning when they finished up, I think he went into the tank. Yeah. He got windy, blustery, cold. He just wasn't hitting up greens. And that's when he kind of saw around the green just, all right, this is still a problem. Yeah. Um, I think he got off to kind of a slow start when they resumed round three on Saturday and then came back this morning. It's cold, but no wind. And they hit rest off five straight birdies. Iron play is going. Everything's good. And then round four, the winds start kicking up the afternoon. And then, Hey, you're not going to hit 16 of 18 greens in these conditions. And that's just what it is. It is around the green. And I, I understand just looking at him from the strokes gain standpoint, he gained a little bit. I yeah. think this is the second time we have come out of watching Cantley. I think the other time was Riviera just watching, but like the, the eye test is not getting it done. Not like, there. like there's so many times he has like a chip off a tight lie and it goes eight, 10, 12 feet past the hole. Yeah. And I just, that you're wasting strokes at that point. Yeah. Um, that, that I, he's working hard to get that fixed. Um, he needs to work a little harder because everything else off uh, the tee was great this week. Irons are great. Putting was good. Around the green stuff just was bad. So yeah. th- that's what's going to separate. But I, I do think the more he gets in these situations, eventually I think he will come to a tournament where 
It's not windy. It's soft, possibly with Oak Hill next month, where if we don't get a lot of wind, mm. that's probably going to be a soft golf course where pretty narrow, pretty thick rough. But if he drives long and straight like he usually does and gets hot with the irons, then maybe it's next major. Maybe that's yeah. the one that he's going to win coming up, you know, because now he's been in the mix twice. So I like seeing that. I like yep. that he's still doing it. Uh, it's it's more than I can say for some other guys that kind of just folded this week. Um, Xander? Yeah, I was gonna gonna save that, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm done. Yeah, I, I I think I'm done with Xander. I just listen. I think he's a solid player. I think he is uh, very good to win some PGA tournaments, uh, PGA Tour tournaments. It just it seems like these guys who are winning just has swagger and confidence and arrogance and. I just don't think Xander has that. I'm going to be perfectly honest. And no. He, he was very, very, very flat. Uh, that thir- coming out Friday in relatively <sighs> decent conditions. Good conditions. Yeah. And just laying a complete egg. And if you want to, I don't think you can blame the Tiger factor because he played great on Thursday. Yeah. He just awesome played on Thursday. garbage. Yeah. And like, this is a guy too that like, I don't really know exactly what his best skill set is. Like there's like one elite yeah. thing. That like he's yeah. just really good at a lot of stuff, and I don't think that really cuts it at a major championship. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably just, yeah. it's positionals for me. I mean, backdoor to top ten. Congratulations, that helped me in the betting card. But yeah. I think that's probably the last time I bet an outright on him, unless it's like forty to one plus. I just I, I yeah we'll, we'll never see that number ever. No, we won't. He like ten years ten years from now we might, yeah, he, but like not like yeah. he was twenty. He's been twenty two to one before we fucking started winning. Never mind after. Yeah, he's got, he, he's always gonna have too much support because the stroke city numbers just look really good on him. And I, I think uh, I was I know I was listening to your nemesis Brandel Chambly. And no, that fucking asshole is so he is the fucking worst. Can I finish? The he actually fuck. made a very good point because he was talking to Brooks. He was talking. He was trying no. to figure out why. Brooks just rises the occasion so much at majors. Actually, you know what? No, it it wasn't. It wasn't Brandon. It was Harry Higgs. Actually, your real boy. Uh, so he appeared point. on the Lamp Project podcast, and he was like, we were talking about like why major conditions are kind of different. And he says like there's more of a consequence at the majors to hitting a good shot, a bad shot, versus the PJ Tour, where you kind of get away with it a little bit. And yeah, maybe Xander's one of the guys that kind of gets away with it a little bit at the regular stops and. He gets punished maybe a little more at a major venue. He just isn't good enough at that point. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm done done yet. I don't know. Maybe I just need a break. I bet him a lot. Yeah. You, so you you got more Scott tissue yeah. with with him. I've only recently started betting him after he started winning because I refused to bet those numbers for a non-winner. You know what I mean? So now I can justify a 25 because he's won. And prior to that, he never won shit. And and he was always right there with the winner, so it made no sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. where, where where else would he fit in a major this year, though? I, I don't know. Th- I can't think of anything. I can't, to be honest, I don't think it's. I I don't. I no longer feel like Oak Hill is a good place for him because yeah. I feel like that's going to just. I don't know. I feel like just going to be a big mm-hmm. bad guy, like a big long guy who's. And then I just I don't feel that way about Xander. I, I don't. I don't think LACC is probably going to be a great fit. No. And then Royal Liverpool, that's going to take the driver out of his hands. And if it's bad weather, yeah. Are we actually going to? Can we please get it open with bad weather, please? We might. Please. We might this time. 
I would like that very much. All right, uh, before, we, before we talk any more masters and, and do the, the, uh, the heritage preview, uh, I got to talk to you about underdog fantasy. It's a great place to get down on your favorite uh, fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts uh, for the 2023 season. Uh, you degenerates. Uh, head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay. And then let's talk about Piper Golf Balls. Um, you know, I was going to try and go golfing yesterday. Unfortunately, uh, we got a frost delay. I canceled my tea time. So next weekend, though, it's going to start warming up. And then finally, I can actually go to the golf course and use my Piper golf balls. And that's a golf ball designed to help you uh, improve your scores. They have a chart that shows, uh, based on what your handicap is, what type of golf ball to use. And, you know, if you're a better player, you definitely want to go towards their gold ball. Uh, that's one for your scratch seven handicap. It's a four-piece urethane golf ball. It's very similar to a Pro V1. Got a nice high ball flight. Really good spin around the green, though. It's going to help you lower your scores. You know, you can go to the driving range, practice your driver and your irons to get your ball striking right. But just at the end of the day, you're not going to hit enough greens, you know, and you got to, if you really want to, you know, lower your scores, you want to be good around the green. And Piper Golf Balls can do that to you for you. So go to Piper.Golf, that's GGP, uh, and you can get a 50% discount on any orders over 50 bucks. So go to Piper Golf, Piper.Golf, that's GGP, and improve your game today. Love it. All right. So who who else who else have you given up on? Given up on? Yeah. Like who else are you? Well, I, I I want to switch back to guys I was impressed with. Sure. Okay. Uh, Cam Young. Okay. Uh, I I am one hundred percent betting him for the PGA. I okay. saw I saw what I need to see out of the guy. Uh, I if I, when I'm right in that you know Old is going to play a lot longer and softer, might get some rainy conditions similar to what we saw here. Um. Cam Young is probably going to be somebody I, I definitely bet. Um, just the drivers, I mean, even though like <laughs> when he hits a really bad shot, it's actually pretty funny because he looks, he's very relatable. Just the club goes to the side, yep. kind of looks at it, yeah. and then it just lands, lands the fairway. It's like he's like, all right, this only went 298 instead of like 323 in the air. Yeah. So that part's not relatable. No, it, it isn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I was impressed. Like, so that that's a funny thing. So they have Cam Young. Uh, slightly losing strokes around the green this week and Hovland gaining, but I test wise, I thought Cam Young was pretty good around the green. And I think Vic did it all on fucking Thursday when he, when he ruined first round leader. Like he was, he was amazing what he was doing, like from some of the bad spots on Thursday. I yeah. mean, I was screaming in our text messages about it. Yep. <laughs> so Cam Young, uh, definitely, I got to see him win though. Uh, hope maybe able to do it at Quail Hollow, but. I would like to see him win first, but you know what? The PGA has been the site of uh, first PGA Tour victories before, including at Oak Hill back in 2003, uh, and also with Keegan Bradley. That was his first PGA Tour victory, and he won the PGA. Oh, I like it. So it does happen. Oh, I like it. Because that was literally my follow-up question. When was the last time that happened? Well, I mean, like, PGA Championship setups are just kind of just, like, yeah. really difficult PGA Tour. Right, stops. I was going to say Right, exactly. like it, it values like guys really long and straight off the tee, long iron play, you know, like undulated greens. Like it's not like, you know, the intricacies and like the tradition of the Masters, where like all right, you got guys who know where to miss. Like it basically it's just kind of I equate U.S. Opens and PGAs are kind of like robot golf, and then the Open yeah. Championship and Masters kind of like you know the artist, you know everything like that. Yeah, so, like that. so yeah, Cam Young I think is definitely play for the PGA. I, I definitely will be betting. I'll, I'll probably see what my book is hanging. Uh, right now, after the show, I'd probably get that future down. 
I bet uh, I bet Gary Woodland uh, for the LACC at one hundred and fifteen to one. Why? Because Baroff convinced me to do it. This was okay. like on Gary on Gary's front nine when he was I, when he was when he was still playing. Well. I like Gary. I think it better the PGA than uh. You think so? Yeah, I think that might be a little more Gary style than uh. He, he likes Poa. It's not Poa. It's Bankgrass. Oh well. Yeah. Well, you should talk to me about that. Listen, man. It's 115 to one. Who cares? Okay, fine. <laughs> you can probably find 100 to one for the PGA. For all right. Uh, thoughts of Gallo was great today. Yeah, dude, that chip in was fucking awesome. Yeah, that I, I I'm kicking myself for not having my betting cards. I looked at him I'm like, all right, you got length. I think yeah, I even talked about him in the DFS show. He's got length. He's good around the green, good with long runs, and somehow he didn't make it on my car. It's just it's, Keith Mitchell made it instead of him. <laughs> Bad job, Steve. Uh, but Gallo was great. Um. Tom Kim, quiet T18 finish ahead of Harbortown. Yeah. You know? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to say anything about, uh, oh, Sam Bennett? He sucks. He sucks. He's so, he's so slow. He's miserable to watch. I don't like his fucking attitude. Super cocky. I knew he was the golf course was going to get him after he came out and said, like, whatever place he played was harder than uh, Augusta. And then he's just, I don't know, man. Maybe. It's a redneck in him that he just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. The uh, I I didn't like that. I I, I, I like, I like the arrogance of him. I don't think about don't. all the great players and like they're all arrogant. Yeah, I, I get it, but gotta have that attitude. All right, do you do you so want like a guy? Do you want like maybe a guy with an attitude like Xander said to him? No, listen. So I like Rom. So maybe I was just about to say maybe this is just an old guy in me where I'm like, what's this fucking kid now? <laughs> you know what I mean? It might be like, it might just be being irritated at Gen Z uh, or Y, whatever the fuck it is. All right. Um, you know what I mean? Like, listen, I, like I'm self-aware enough to know that that could just could be it. Like, fuck this kid. <laughs> okay. like, that's it. All right. I think that ends uh, the guys who are really impressed with. All right. You want to get back to guys who are disappointed in? Yeah. Do you remember seeing a Tony Fina show? Wait, what about Henley? Time out. Henley? Time out. Where the fuck did Russell Henley come from? You know, listen, like I heard some buzz about him for the tournament. Like, really good Masters record. His iron's good. Yeah, I mean, I know. You're, you're not convinced. I didn't see that. I didn't see that shit. Okay. No, fuck him. He's all right. All right. We're also, all right. You want to talk about some guys who were disappointed? Do you remember seeing a Tony Fina shot? Uh, no. I remember seeing him in the clip uh, where. Where see, he chipped it in. I was like, oh, is that Tony? Nice to see you. <laughs> How old do you think Tony Fino is? Uh, 32? I think he's a little older than that. He is. Really? All right, so he's 30, All right, 33 and 7 months. That was pretty close. It's not bad. So we kind of have a finished product with Tony Fino, right? Yeah. I should probably stop betting him at majors, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. At this point. Yeah, I, 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 that's another guy I think like Xander. Like, solid guy, a lot of things to like, positional play. I don't think he's going to win a major. So I guess maybe I'm done with doing that. Huh? So you should let your shock me when I try to pick him in the PGA. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I will do that. Uh, let's see. Who else, guys? Oh, I'm going to say the big one to the end. Uh, Jason Day. Did okay. you see what happened to him today? Yeah, yeah, I did. I had no money on Day, so I was perfectly fine with that. Five doubles and seven holes. Yeah, man. I had top ten on him. That was not Ooh. great. Sorry, buddy. That's fine. Um, how about this, Max Homa? That's what I wanted to today. talk about. Yeah. All right. While you start, like we talk about how. Okay. So we talk about how he's been winning, but he doesn't show up at majors. It did it again. Like, how do we trust this guy? 
at a major. I don't think you can. Maybe LACC just because he's the king of California, but I, I think he can be a good player. Okay. But what his major track record is hot garbage. Hot I garbage. know. I mean, it's not going to be like that forever, though. I mean, Hoblins was not very Maybe. good. How, and he's got, how old do you think Max Home is? Max, you're right. Max Home is 32. Yeah. So, same argument okay. you can say for Fee now. Like, obviously, Home is in a, in a much better place right now. Um, I guess really not that much better place. Tony won a bunch last year. So, I mean, look, like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I hit my spiel for a tournament that I'm not betting Max Homa until I see him in contention. There's a very strong lean with that. And so, yeah, yeah I, like, I, I'm not writing him off for a good finish, though. Like, I think his game is capable of doing well in majors. Just, like, you're not going to see me betting him 25-30 to one anywhere. No, definitely not. No, I could definitely see him with positionals. So, you think he's a good spot for Oak Hill, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I think it's going to be similar conditions to what he won at at TPC Potomac. Uh, if it gets really cold and rainy and soft and narrow, thick, rough, I mean, that's exactly what yeah. he won at. So, okay. yeah, I, I definitely can see uh, him doing well. Right, maybe I'll give him a little more rope. Okay. Um, you should, you, let's see. Real, real quick, I was just scrolling the leaderboard. I wanted to see if you saw this. You probably did because you're not on Twitter. Uh, apparently, Thomas Peters broke his fucking driver, threw it in the trash on hole 10, and fucking oh. and, and, and hit, hit three wood the rest of the way and hit every single fucking fairway. We ought to go through every shot uh, on Masters, see if we can find them. I know. I, they probably yeah, scrubbed absolutely. it, though, just like they scrubbed the uh, Kepka. That's uh, right. This five. The five, yeah. How, how do you feel about that, by the way? I don't give a fuck. I really don't either. No. I don't care. The people who give a shit are so annoying. Like, fuck off. Like, it's. I get it. It's a rule violation. I get it happens all the time. People just like to be irritated about being irritated. And listen, I'll give it to some people who are like golf purists and it, and it irritates them and they get upset about it. Fine. That's your prerogative. Like, whatever. I, I know those type of people, and, but it wasn't just them. It was just people piling on a fucking pile on. And that shit wears me out. And I didn't care. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to Harry Higgs. He went on no laying up and he actually, they actually asked yeah. him about that. And he's like, well... I mean, yeah, he probably should have been penalized as a rule violation, but I've benefited from doing that. Like, yeah. I've asked my caddy what it was, and yeah. you know, he told me, or I looked in the bag and yeah, saw that there was a, saw that there was an eight iron missing between the seven and nine. I was like, all right, hit eight iron. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. unless you're gonna put a towel over your bag, like, yeah. I don't know. It's like it's like baseball. It's like, like try, I was about know, to like, say, it's like baseball. Yeah, uh, getting signals. Like exactly. Like it just you can't really control that stuff sometimes. No. No, I didn't care. So. All right. So I don't. All right. I'll give it. All right. So uh, I was hoping to see a little bit more out of Sam Burns. Um, he started good. So that's another thing. Yeah. Better major record than the results because he was, I think, in the top 10 at the U.S. Open Brooklyn last year and it faded hard on Sunday. But that counts as. Like, I know, but like he's like in the mix. Like you don't actually like remember that though, right? Except for your cycle. Right. Because. Like me. Well, yeah. But, but you got to. So I would equate it to. I mean, it was tough conditions on, was it Saturday and Sunday up there? Yeah. And he, well, he didn't play. No, no, he was top 10 heading into Sunday. That's what I'm saying. And so bad conditions, fucking bad conditions here. No, Sunday it. was good conditions. He just had a bad day. Man, was it bad? Saturday was the know. bad day. That's the one, Saturday that's the one Morikawa imploded. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Sunday was fine. He's had a bad day. And then Burns got out to a good start and just petered. Yeah. So that's another guy, though, kind of like Homa. Like, he's got to start putting some top 15, top 10s in there. Um, all right. I think it's time. Oh, yeah. no. JT. No. I, I'll, 
I'll give him a pass for this one. You're giving him a pass. I'm going to give him a pass. Those were really bad conditions. Those I, were, he I both, mean, he some other guys, those, some other guys did fine. I, I, I hear you. I'm going to give him a pass. I wasn't on him this week. I didn't think he was going to perform well. Um, I'll give him a pass for those conditions, though, for as far as, like, for as far as what? Like, thinking he win another major? No, I'm just saying just like in general right now. Oh, I mean, well. All right, so th- so his last two wins was come from a hot, big comeback at the players. Yeah, big comeback. And getting at the handed the PGA. On the from Mito. Yeah, exactly. From not just Mito, from and all Will four Z. guys. From yeah. Mito, Will Z, Cam Young, and oh, I forgot. I forgot Cam Young. All those guys. Yeah, we, we did a podcast and we were like, all right, who blew it the most? I think Cam Young was the guy we actually came out the most impressed with. I completely forgot that he was in the fucking mix. Yeah. I remember like laughing like a schoolgirl when Fitzpatrick fucking fell out of it because I fucking hate him. Yeah, and then Karma bit you at the next major and winning. So. Facts. Uh, I, I, an amateur. Listen, you know what? That was probably mm-hmm. I, I up galaxy my brain, galaxy brain myself in the JT this week. Uh, bad call. Um, I mean, Spieth and Morikawa would have been two losers anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Um, there's that. Exactly. Uh, how's my internet stream, by the way? Kind of went to. Uh, yeah, like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You're it's fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Do you want to? I'm going to give you the floor. Start talking about Rory. <laughs> I just think he puts too much pressure on himself, man. Like, that's got to be it. There's no other explanation for him to just shit down his leg, like, when the pressure's on. Like, it's insane. Like, I don't. I know. I, I think Andy thinks he's going to win Oak Hill. And maybe he will. I am not betting on him anymore at big events. I'll bet him at, like, um, the Wells Fargo. You know what I mean? The quail, you know, right. I, I'll bet him, I'll bet him at those spots, but places where the historic moment is so big, he just, he just can't do it. Dude, he, a week ago, he was fucking, that driver was an absolute weapon. His irons were firing and he gets here and just, man, you can see it on Thursday. It was like, Oh, nope. Couldn't get off to the fast start. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, the cut lines still probably going to be pretty crappy. He'll still probably make the cut. No, I mean just implosion. Well, so here's like, the thing: he actually bad conditions. He actually gave three point six strokes off the tee in two rounds. So the driver was there. Uh, he led the field in driving distance. I think mean, he averaged like three twenty three out the box. Uh, he lost two point six with the approach shots, two point six around the green, and about one point seven putting. So bad, man. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, look, like I, I think we both got very uh, uneasy once we heard that he brought Bob Rotella actually to Augusta. <laughs> Yeah, dude. No. Kind of wish I took back a couple bets I made at that point. <laughs> I mean, especially the fact that Rotella uh, works the UVA, and we all know how they do sometimes. At, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah, man. people money. I um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm going to bet them anymore at majors. I just don't. If I miss, I miss. Like, you know, it's, it's it, it is totally Rory for him to win the PGA in a month, and it's like, why didn't you have this a month ago? Yeah. I get it, but if he's still seven to one or eight to one, which he will be, like I just won't yeah. bet it. He pr- probably will be. Probably, I, I can't see. I I can't see any of those three guys going past ten to 10. one unless there's like a major slump. Yeah, what if they one of them blows an ACL? It'll still be at twelve. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, it just it, it did make me very very happy though. Okay. How about uh, another guy who was eight to one this week? How about Scotty Scheffler's uh, complaining on Friday? Kind of bitchy. Kind of bitchy. What are you about? 
Oh, he, he was, you didn't hear any of that? No, I missed oh, it. Oh, he was, uh, he was chirping at his caddy. He was saying like, I can't hit it any better than that. He was slapping his thigh after Miss putts. He was missing a lot of bunnies too. That yeah, I saw, I saw I saw the I saw the I saw the slapping of the thigh and that shit. I didn't know he was yelling at his caddy though. Yeah, I, well, I think he was directing his caddy. He said, uh, "I can't hit it any better than that," and the ball just ended up in the wrong side of the green. I think because he had a bad number. So yeah. I was kind of blame the caddy. Um, listen, scraping. Well, I saw. I saw. I told you that prior to the uh, on the putting green on Wednesday. Uh, he he was going at his cat. He was going at his caddy. He was getting frustrated. Yeah, not a great mental headspace. So yeah, but I mean, like, listen, like you kind of want to see uh, Scotty Scheffler kind of show a little uh, character and animation. I mean, that's yeah, there you I go. It. Now he's on your good side. Yeah. All right. For now. Uh, yeah. Last one, uh, probably because people will maybe forgot about this. Um, Zalatoris would draw. Yeah. Unbettable. Unbettable. So did it ever come out exactly why he would drew? Just unspecified injury? Unspecified. I think, I think I might even said illness, which is bullshit. Again. But yeah. Um, he's clearly unbettable. There's something wrong with him. Like it's just is what it is. Especially, I mean, I feel bad for the people who like, at least, at least he didn't tee off. Right. But I feel bad for the DFS people. Like, oh yeah. I mean, he literally was talking to reporters and said he was perfectly fine. And then withdraw like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm out. I'm out on Willie Z for a while. I mean, wonder maybe there's some mental health issue. Like how it could be. It could be. So then I heard some rumblings that like, because he's kind of injured, there's going to be plenty more matches for him to play. So I'll just withdraw now and, and, and like heal up. I was like, oof, that's a fucking bad look. That's a really bad look. It's a bad look. <laughs> Like that wasn't official. That was like scuttlebutt. So I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, I got nothing else to say. The Masters. Do you? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I fucking I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a slog. It, listen, PGA, they got it done with multiple stoppages. They got it done on time. Maybe uh, and and fucking do something with the app. Can you do something with the fucking app, please? Like, like unbelievable. Like it's like night and fucking day. Uh, unbelievable. Well, remember they're a nonprofit, so the you know the, they're really oh. strapped for cash. There, fuck out of here with that bullshit. I know. Um, Listen, the Masters. I, I there were some guys actually kind of complaining early on on Thursday about the lack of coverage. I'm like, just go to Masters.com. It has everything, everything. you can need. Yeah, yeah. By the yeah. way, they offer the streaming broadcasts for free. By the way, even if you didn't have to pay for yep. cable, yeah, they had it. Like yep. they spare no expense there. To give you the best high quality product, like nowhere else can you see every single shot of every guy. Is it perfect? No. Sometimes it's a little glitchy, but hey, like Whatever. you want to go see if you're really sweating a guy, you want to see exactly what he's doing, what his situation is. Like I, when they stop play, I looked at pretty much everybody on the Libra. Like, all right, where are you? <laughs> yep. Can I bet you for a positional? <laughs> no, the Masters, bar none, the greatest major, the best run major of them yeah. all. Um, I hands down, you know, hats off to them. It's uh, too bad that we got to rate our 362 days for the next one. Yep. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. All right. Well, uh, we elevated event, man. Fucking right into it. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Like this is going to be another great thing. You think Ron plays? Uh, apparently he's in the field. So, I mean, I'm wondering. Ah, I don't think so. I mean, he's not, R- he's not an RBC guy, right? No. 
You probably, I don't think he plays he's either. Probably, he's probably take the week off. Okay, dude, just one yeah. last this. Take the yeah, week I off, mean, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily need the FedEx Cup points. And no, he's no. going to finish top 10 in the PIP. Yeah, yeah, I don't think and he hasn't he hasn't missed another elevated event, right? He's played all the other elevated events. Yeah, so he, has. he can skip this one. He technically can. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go rest up. He's probably gonna play the Zurich. Actually, he's not gonna play the Zurich. <sighs> uh, or unless Ryan Palmer needs his card. Palmer again. needs his cards. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, listen, elevated field. Uh, I'm looking at who's actually here. A uh, bunch of guys, man. Yeah. Vegan. It's, it's it's everybody. You got Keegan, you got Connors, you got Keegan played well at the Masters, by the way. He did. Hey, seven Masters. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah. like John Rum. Yeah. You know? Just not the same result. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, Keegan wouldn't have cashed any bets for him unless it was the matchup. So. Yeah, I know. I did. It was off my card. I did well. I, I, I abstained. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, like, you got everybody, even Wells, Wills Alts horses, apparently, in this field. So, uh, we'll see what uh, excuse. Imagine if he plays this fucking thing and withdrew from the Masters. Imagine if he wins this. That would be really, that would be really aggravated at that point. What do you think? If he yeah. does play, what do you think his odds going to be? 55? Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, I think he went off at 45 last week. Ooh, that might be tempting. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. We'll talk about we'll talk about that and driving accuracy and all that stuff later. So, so yeah. all right. So I we'll talk about a little bit of RBC Heritage. We're we're at forty five minutes right now. We're not gonna yeah, do the yeah. full preview. I have my article yeah. out. It's got all the usual these. I'm just gonna go over some main themes this this for this week. That either things that might be different or things I noticed based on my research from last year, or maybe play a little bit of MythBusters at this place. Uh, based on some stereotypes for what types of guys you want to target here. So um, let's first talk about agronomy wise. So okay. kind of like what we, so this is an overseeded golf course It's naturally tiff Eagle. Usually when they play, it's overseeded. However, it had a really warm February. I looked at what happened in March. They got a couple of 90 degree days, a couple of 85 degree days. Uh, you kind of saw it at uh, Valero and um, Valspar. The Bermuda's starting to come up. I probably would not be surprised if the similar situation is happening at Harbortown this week. So I'm treating this like it's a Bermuda golf course, not overseeded. So, um, Makes sense. you know, actually helped, I did pretty well positionals at Valero and Innisbrook based on just doing that. Okay. So I'm just going to do that again. Also, another change, too, is the length of the rough. And I'm going to have to email my guy at GCSAA again, because anytime I see a big change like this, um, I'm going to email. Now, it's not a huge difference, but usually the rough here is just really not penal at all. Uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit um, with some off the tee stuff. But in 2023, they're going to grow it to about two and a half inches, which is not overly long, especially if it is the overseas ryegrass. Now, there's going to be some Bermuda in there, but two and a half is not like all that concerning. It's not like when they grew it like three and a half at players or they grew, I think like four inches of in, in, uh, Valspar, but it's something to notice. Um, you know, usually you want to target accuracy guys here. That might make it a little more important considering the fact that these are really small greens. Maybe keeping in the fairway is definitely gonna be a little more premium. However, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, the whole accuracy thing might be a little bit of a myth. Yeah, because so, it, isn't it? It's su- I remember it being super easy around the greens here. I just think, you know when Stewie Sink won and he was fucking using the Texas wedge. He, like he never, all he, he was just putting with his fucking three. Well, I'm talking about driving accuracy. 
Oh, those, sorry, that, I... those types. Because there, there's a very defined relative skill set chart on data golf that basically screams like Matt Kuchar, Kevin Kisner. And yeah. the last couple of years hasn't really been the case. But we'll get that in a little bit. All right. So off the tee. So yeah. on paper, it says that this is the second toughest golf course off the tee of PG Tour. Basically, guys gain less strokes here than only one other place on the PGA Tour schedule. I think it's, um, uh, I forget which one it is, but it's, it's the second lowest. Here's the thing, okay. though. When you actually look into it, it's not really all that difficult. It has the second lowest penalty for missing fairways. Uh, not very penal rough. There's not a ton of water. Has Really, all it is is just a row of trees. And you got everybody hitting less than driver at this golf course. And there's a lot of just like four slaps. I think the reason why you're gaining less strokes overall on the field is because everybody is hitting the same clubs off the tee and everybody's hitting about the same distance and everyone has to hit to the same place where you're just not separating yourself off the tee at this place. Right. So you might hear all oh, this is a really difficult off the tee. It, I don't think it is. I think it's just target golf. I think you just pull out a three wood or a hybrid hit it here and do that. And like, you Ironing. know, you, you can yeah. try looking at driving accuracy, like race, but that doesn't measure when a guy is holding less than driver. Yeah. Well, he measures when you're mostly when they're hitting driver. So, um, you know, there's that. All right. So approach play. Um, let's talk about, um, the, the, uh, distribution chart. I love this distribution chart this week. Okay. It is extremely well-defined what you want to look at. So I, and it relates a little bit to the type of holes, which I go into detail about what the par threes were, what the par fours were, what the par fives were. So almost all the par threes on this golf course are between 175 and 200 yards. I think like there's four of them on the golf course, four per rounds. I think like 14 of 16 uh, played to that range. And lo and behold, there's a huge concentration of, Approach shots between 175 and 200 at Harbor Town. It's about one every four shots. Well, 20% of that 25% is the par threes. So, okay. and then you look at, you know, the, the par fours, most of them are very short. There's only one par four that plays of over 475 all last year. Um, and then most, pretty much all your approach shots on the par fours are under what are between like 100 and 175. Okay. And then you're, you have three par threes or par fives. You have about three, four shots around that are over 250. Uh, those are par fives. So what you can do this week is you can isolate between 100 and 175. Get your proximity stats from out of the fairway and rough for both. That covers pretty much all your par fours. They can just do from 175 to 200. Just from your fairway, that simulates basically hitting it off a tee box. That's how you do in your par threes. And they just do either par five scoring that covers the rest. You can cover all your bases by just looking at those three individually. And you get how you're doing your par fours, how you're doing your par threes, and then you get your par five stuff. Okay. I, I, I love this distribution. Once I found that out, I'm like, oh, that makes it really easy this week. So, okay. And there, and there's not many, there's only, I think maybe one or two shots around that are under a hundred yards. So really this is a test of just your short to mid irons most overall. And that's why you see a lot of the same types of guys, like, you know, your Coochers, your Corey Connors, your Chris Kirk's, your Kevin Kisner's where, you know, those are clubs that they kind of, you know, typically do well at there's restraints. They're not usually great off the team, oh. but they've, you know, once you get to a golf course, kind of just focus on that where other guys aren't 
hitting a whole lot of driver. That's why you get those guys. Okay. So uh, nothing really to write home up around the green or putting. Uh, I think the only thing that maybe might be something well, look as if they grow out the rough around the green, how is that going to impact it? Because usually around the green is some of the easiest conditions, most because there is no rough or you can putt onto the green. Um, you know, we'll see with that. Uh, other information. So the gambling lean that seven of the last nine winners, of the RBC heritage played the masters uh, the prior week. So you kind of want to look at, okay, well, how they do. Okay. So last year, Jordan Spieth, he was cut for the masters, mm-hmm. went on to win. Uh, Stuart Singh, 2021 T 12, uh, 2018 Satoshi Kadaira T 28 Brandon Grace. He got cut for the masters. Prior week. Uh, Jim Furyk in 2015 got cut prior week. Matt Kuchar, he was T5, the Masters. And then Graham McGowell got cut. So I guess the point is... Doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Right. Just pick a guy who plays the Masters and fits his profile for what you want to look for this week. So it doesn't matter. Great. Bad. Yep. Well, that's why I mentioned Hoagie last night. That is somebody who excels from 100 to 200 yards, who's fairly accurate. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't have a lot of distance, who typically loses strokes off the tee, but if everybody is hitting less than driver, it's not bad. We just saw him play pretty well at match play a couple weeks ago. He won the par three, too. Oh, yeah, he won the par three. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? He's going to be pissed off because he was on the cut line, and I think he I think he bogeyed or doubled 18 yeah. to go out. So maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder this week. That's a guy I actually kind of like this week is Tom Hoagie. Yeah, I, I think we might be getting good, decent odds on him considering it's an elevated event. Oh, dude, I bet you we'll get a oh, – there's definitely a five in front of it, if not a six. Yeah. Right? Probably. Um, all right. So let's talk about the relative skill set chart and how stroke scanner is, is determined here. I wonder if we'll get a good number on Kawa. We'll get to that in a little bit. Sorry. All right. <laughs> let's talk about just your strengths. So – Flashing red light. This is from Data Golf. I love using this tool. It helps explain what types of golfers you want to do. The guys are really accurate here. Off the tee, do well. Uh, and guys who uh, generally are pretty good around the green do pretty well here. And that also kind of reflects itself in how total strokes gained is basically varied across everybody. And there's a higher percentage of how strokes gain is influenced based on how you hit your irons and around the green, the average PG tour stop and less on off the tee and putting. Basically it's harder to separate yourself off the tee at this place, harder to separate yourself with putting at this place. How you really separate yourself from the fields with really good iron play, really good around the green play, you know, kind of similar to what kind of the skill set chart suggests. Uh, it also suggests in the skill set chart, basically like, you know, iron play is the most important stat of anything. It's about PG tour average. So iron play is important. That's why, you know, yeah. that variance is like that. So here's the thing though. Let's look at last year's leaderboard at Harbortown. And actually, you know, before I go to that, let's go a step further. Dating Golf also talks about in-tournament performance, how it affects strokes gained, and he breaks it down with off the tee. And basically, and I talk about this a little bit in there, is even though guys are usually pretty accurate off the tee, tend to do pretty well at Harbortown, um, your driving accuracy rates at... Uh, the tournament, in tournament, don't actually correlate a whole lot to how you do at the end of the day. Okay. So that's kind of backwards where, okay, you want to target really accurate guys. They should have an advantage. But actually, driving actions rates kind of don't matter at this place. And you can absolutely see it uh, in last year's leaderboard. So, yeah, you got JT Poston who led the field in fairways hit. Um, but 
Harold Varner finished third, and he was 69th out of 72 drivers in driving accuracy that week. Uh, Cantley was only 40th. Beath was 31st. Uh, Lowry is 47th in fairways hit. This is real batshit crazy. Cam Young was 11th in fairways hit last huh. at that tournament, and he is a sprayer. And not only that, though, like, okay, you just want to say, okay, I just want to look at driving accuracy rates, like, and that's what, how we're going to, you know, you know, choose my players. Yeah. Um, there was only, I think, two guys in the top 12 last year who actually were top 50 in driving accuracy last year. And I think there was like eight okay. or nine who were outside the top 100. So if you, you relied on that stat to be predictive, you got probably crushed at this huh. event last year. Okay. So, and like, there's a couple other terms where, like, in 2021, you got your Chris Kirk's, your Corey Connors, all that stuff. I guess how I see all of this is you're going to hear a lot this week. You want your short, accurate players. Why I think they do better here is because all the drivers are getting taken out of the guy's hands, and this is just because of the shorter golf course. They're more of an even playing field. Not necessarily that actually plays with their strengths. It also might suggest, too, that because now guys are a lot longer off the tee with not just their driver, but hitting a three-wood, hitting a hybrid, hitting a long iron, that now they're actually hitting more accurate clubs off the tee and they're actually kind of, I guess, at a better advantage at this point. Uh, as guys get a lot longer with less than driver clubs, I think it just kind of makes driving accuracy guys not have as big of an edge. So okay. um, I think it's just something just don't get too caught up in going for that cookie cutter Kevin Kisner template, your Matt Kuchar, Chris Kirks. Like, I'm not saying they can't do well. Right, but they also have to be really good iron players. They have to be really good around the green. Like you can't just say, okay, this guy just hits a. Like, you, can't, you can't just say, okay, Brian Stewart. I'm just going to take him. You know, <laughs> they got to do a couple other things pretty well too. Yeah. So that's why I like a Tom Hoagie, where yes, he's accurate, but elite iron player. Like that's going to be able to like keep up. And like I, I also don't write off a bomber and accurate bomber either because they're not going to be using driver a whole lot. And well, Cam Young was first round leader here last year. Yeah, he was. And he, fi- he was, uh, he finished a shot out of the playoff and he, he, he yeah. was 11th in fairways hit last year. Yeah. So if you just wrote off Cam Young, you would have missed that. Yeah. So don't write off like even Cam, like, like here's some other bombers that were in the top 12 who actually hit a lot. Of fair- Eric Van Royen was ninth in fairways hit last year. <laughs> and he's a yeah. bomber who can't hit a fairway. Sepp Straka, Cam Davis was in this. Yeah. Cam Tringali, who hits it a mile, but he can't hit fairways anymore. He was in that top top 12 there. Tringali. I forgot about that asshole. And Spieth won. He couldn't hit fairways coming into this place either. No. So, or Harold Varner. That's another guy who was terrible hitting fairways. So, definitely don't write. And this is my mistake every single year of this place, because I always want to look for that Brant Snedeker, Jim Furyk type too. And I always overlook these Harold Varners and stuff like that. It's yeah. not really... It's not really the best strategy to do. And honestly, actually in DFS, you can get maybe a lot of leverage on these guys. Um, yeah. Because a lot of these other guys are just really good from that range. And they're hitting less than driver. That means you're probably hitting a lot of fairways. And if they're really good with their irons, like a Cam Young or Cam Davis was from, you know, 100, 200, they can do pretty well. So that's just something to maybe watch for. I go into more detail about why that is, yep. but just high level. Yeah. Don't just put yourself in a corner with the Jim Furyk types this week. Yeah, no, definitely. Listen, go go read Steve's article. That's where he's going to break it down a lot more. We had a lot of Masters grab ass that we wanted to talk about. Uh, but yeah, seriously, go read his article. He breaks it down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, so, yeah. so back to <laughs> Morikawa, though. I, I'm not quite done. So back to Morikawa. Yeah, no, 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 I know. 
I really like Morikawa this week. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just saw about like the accuracy guys, but he is elite from 100, 200 yards. Uh, it's going to be really soft. This golf course. They got just as much rain as they got in Augusta this week. We've gotten a lot of rain this spring. So I remember a couple of years ago that it rained a lot at Harbor town and he did phenomenal there. He probably should have won the tournament. He, yeah. He faded on Sunday. That's when he lost the sink because that really windy. And I'm looking at the forecast and I don't see a whole lot of wind uh, in this forecast. So if it's a really soft golf course, man, I like Colin this week. I'm betting Lowry again, just to see if I can get my money back and, and, and do, the hard, do the hot break. Yeah. I was thinking about this when you were talking about Lowry and you're like, Oh, he's really good around the green. And I'm like, do you forget when he chipped into the water? And no, I don't forget it, but that's why it was such a fucking anomaly, Steve, because he doesn't normally do that. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Did people forget that uh, he imploded when it started raining at Honda? Once again, I think that was it wasn't he didn't implode. Straka got yeah. to hit it without rain. Bad, bad weather guy though. Although to be fair, Lowry did very well this week. So <laughs> congratulations, everybody. So. All right. I got nothing else. Uh, go read my article. It goes into more depth. That's the high that's the high level stuff of important things I found uh, for yeah. Harbor Town this week. And then uh do you have anything else? Nah, man, that's it. Do we get we have anybody this week? I think we got uh, we have BK on Tuesday. Oh, nice. All right. I don't even know if he knows. I have to follow up with him. But yes, we have, uh, <laughs> we have Brian Kirshner uh this week. All right, cool. All right, yeah. So we get the DFS show tomorrow, break down the tiers. Uh yeah, should be uh should be an interesting week. I think Cam Young was like sub five percent last year and fucking he killed so it. I, Steve, Steve makes a great point about being able to leverage some longer guys if everybody's just chirping about um Knockers. So yeah, other than that, uh, go uh, go read Steve's article for the complete breakdown, uh, and uh, go find him in our Discord channel. You can find me on Twitter at Boston underscore Capper. And uh, Masters Week is over, baby, but Heritage is here, picking another fucking winner. Let's go. Yeah.